When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello again, everybody. We're back here on Gamecock Central Radio. Glad to have you along. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. We're talking Gamecock football today. Wes, the 4th of July has come and gone. Hope yours was pleasant. And it's really after the 4th, Wes, that I think a lot of people start to turn their attention to the start of the new college football season. Uh, preseason awards watch lists coming out. we got a couple of Gamecocks named to a couple of those that we're going to talk about today. And once the 4th is over with, Wes, and people got their summer vacations uh, out of the way for the most part, uh, people starting to get ready for college football. That's about where we are right now. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, Emerson, if you look uh, you know, on, on the TV, too, it seems like uh, they've started to play uh, you know, past games. I was looking at SEC Network, ESPN, uh, like the Fox Sports uh, Net, different networks around the country. Uh, you know, Lots of old football games being played, lots of games from last year. Uh, being replayed on there. So I, I think that sort of uh, serves as a way to start getting people excited as well. And, uh, you know, b- before we know it, uh, fall camp will be here. And South Carolina, of course, kicks off their season on, on Thursday, sort of that um, it's almost become a tradition most years for South Carolina to be one of those first games. So uh, believe it or not, it'll be here before we know it. That's right. The Gamecocks kick off the 2016 season eight weeks from today. We're 56 days until Gamecock kickoff Thursday night, September the 1st, 8 o'clock kickoff at Vanderbilt. The Gamecocks' first two games will be on the road, and then the home opener will not be until Saturday, September the 17th. So uh, kind of a late start for the first home game of the year this year, and it will certainly be interesting to see how things go under new head coach Will Muschamp. So we're getting ready for the start of the new season. And, Wes, we got a couple items we can talk about here. Before we get into a conversation on SEC Media Days, which will take place next week in Hoover, Alabama, I wanted to talk about a couple of these preseason watch lists, a couple of Gamecock players named to a couple of the preseason awards watch lists, including Gamecock center Alan Knott Jr., one of eight SEC players on the 62-player list for the Remington Trophy Watch list, 17 career starts for Allen Knott. That is top among returning offensive players for the Gamecocks, and that's third most on the Gamecock team. Knott started nine games a year ago. Finalists for the Remington Trophy will be announced on December the 5th, with the winner being announced on January the 14th. And Gamecock place kicker Elliot Fry has been named to the preseason watch list for the Lou Groza Collegiate Place Kicker Award. 
Fry, one of 30 players named to that preseason watch list. Fry has started all three years at South Carolina. He's made 124 consecutive PATs. That is a school record. He's second in the Gamecocks career list with 289 points, and he's made 81% of his field goals under 50 yards while at South Carolina. Last year, he was 20 of 28 on field goals, and he made all 25 of his points after. Uh, The winner for the uh, Lou Groza Award will be announced Thursday, December the 8th during the Home Depot College Football Award Show. So uh, during the month of July, West, we get a lot of this preseason awards and watch lists and names to keep an eye on. And a lot of folks uh, making a lot of these lists, 62 players on the Remington Trophy watch list. So this is kind of standard fare for the month of July. Yeah, you know, I think if you're if you're a starting, if you're a returning starting center, uh you know, it seems like chances are you, you're going to find your way onto that list. But but still, you know, never a bad thing. I, I think especially Emerson with a team that's probably going to uh, lack um, a, a lot of these recognitions uh, going into the season. You know, as far as just not very many proven guys that I think are going to get a lot of national attention. You know, if Sky Moore uh, were to... Uh, be healthy, then obviously I think he's a guy that's on all your preseason all SEC list and you know watch lists and stuff like that for his position. But otherwise, uh, you know I, I think wow, you, you look at uh, you know Elliot Fry, uh, you know Sean Kelly, the punter. You know he comes back. You know those are two proven guys. Other than that, um, you know obviously Allen not getting his recognition. Uh, he was a finalist last year too, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, just probably not going to be many uh, national preseason watch lists that that have a bunch of Gamecocks on them. So uh, certainly a, a good honor for those two guys. And, uh, you know, I think this South Carolina team, for the most part, is going to sort of fly in under the radar. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell here on Gamecock Central Radio. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can listen to Gamecock Central Radio on the GCR app, anywhere you receive cell phone service, you can hear these podcasts. To subscribe, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, SEC Media Days get underway next week in Hoover, Alabama. They'll start on Monday, July the 11th, and we've got four days of SEC football media day coverage. The Gamecocks will address the media on the last day of media days. Thursday, July 14th will be the Gamecocks Day. And as per usual, each school gets to bring three players to the media day event in Hoover. And just this week, the Gamecocks three representatives were announced. It'll be senior offensive tackle Mason Zandy out of Chapin, redshirt sophomore wide receiver Debo Samuel out of Chapman High School here in South Carolina, and senior defensive end Quay Lewis, who was originally from Greenwood, South Carolina. So we got three in-state products representing the Gamecocks at Media Days next week, and uh, that event is always a circus, and it figures to be again this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It almost always is. Uh, you know, the the media will find some type of headline to grab on. I think, you know, Tennessee probably going to be the media favorite to win the SEC East. Now, uh, being the media favorite out there hasn't always uh, necessarily been a good thing. Uh, you know, I don't think the media as a whole has necessarily been uh, that successful at, at picking champions at SEC Media Day. I think, you know, a lot of times a team that just has more more known commodities is going to be 
expressed to be a better team than maybe a team that has more unknowns. Whereas, you know, sometimes those unknowns, uh, a guy replacing a guy can be better, you know, than, than the previous player. So, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, though, go into it. Tennessee probably feels like they're going to be the favorite. Um, you know, I would not expect, you know, if you're a Gamecock fan, listen to this. Um, I wouldn't have an expectation for South Carolina to be picked too high out there. You know, I'm I'm honestly thinking you could probably see South Carolina uh, picked sixth in the SEC East uh, by the media. So um, that, that to me, though, would be interesting to see what type of uh, perception uh, there is. I would expect, uh, obviously, Will Muschamp to get a lot of questions about his Florida tenure, lots of questions about what he's learned at Florida, um, you know, just just stuff that probably has already hit the rounds here in Columbia with Will Muschamp, probably going to all get completely rehashed uh, in Alabama next week. Wes, how do you think Will Muschamp feels about that? He's got to know he's going to receive a lot of questions about, uh, you know, expectations maybe not being met at Florida. And I would think that uh, he's probably pretty positive about it because he's got an opportunity uh, to prove that he can coach at the highest level in the SEC now that he's gotten the South Carolina job. I would think, you know, it's going to be something that he's looking forward to kind of putting to bed and turning people's attention toward Gamecock football as opposed to, you know, having the media focus on what Florida did or did not do when he was in Gainesville. Yeah, you know, I I doubt there's a new question <laughs> that anybody can come up with. You know, he he's heard these questions before. A lot of it's going to be about what you learn, what do you want to do differently, what would you what would you have done differently, and and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I, I think must champions till they can do it on the field. He's going to have to face a lot of that. Um, there's going to be a lot of negative perception from the SEC and the national media. You know, I, I think you look. Uh, there was a CBS um, sort of uh, article from Dennis Dodd where he uh, basically um, put the different coaches in the entire country on, you know, either on the hot seat or not on the hot seat. And basically a one or, or a zero meant you, that you were absolutely 100% safe. Uh, you know, a five meant you better win right now or you're, you're out. Um and uh, you know Muschamp was put right in the middle of that as a uh, as a three that basically um, you know y- you're safe for now and was was dubbed as basically the hottest seat of all the newcomers in in the country, which to me uh, was pretty absurd uh, because you know this is his first year in Columbia. Everyone with any knowledge of this program knows it's going to be a bit of a rebuild. Um, they're going to have to recruit their way out of this. Um, expectations for right now are extremely, extremely low. Um, so I think the man deserves a little bit of you know of that honeymoon period to try to turn this thing around. Um, but I think fans just sort of have to accept that there's going to be some negative perception out there from outside media, and they're just going to have to almost uh, accept it and expect it and then, of course, hope that Muschamp can sort of turn that around on the field because, you know, right now the expectations are just not going to be high. 
Right. I wonder how much negativity may come from Gainesville, Florida media or uh, media members from Florida who covered Muschamp when he was in Gainesville. That'll be interesting to see. And, you know, this will be one of the topics that uh, will no doubt come up uh, next week in Hoover for SEC Media Days. And, uh, Wes, it seems like, going back to your comment just a moment ago, you know, it seems like Muschamp has not had much, if any, of a honeymoon period. There was so much emphasis placed on getting busy on the recruiting trail Throughout the search for a new head coach, I think Muschamp knew coming in that that was priority one. We've talked repeatedly here on Gamecock Central Radio about the need for the the new head coach to hit the ground running with recruiting. And Muschamp, if he's demonstrated one thing and one thing only uh, to this point, granted he hasn't coached a game yet, but if he's demonstrated anything, it's that he and his staff are going to beat the bushes on the recruiting trail. So it doesn't feel like Muschamp has had much of a honeymoon period because he's been so busy getting to work with recruiting. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, I think he he deserves a little bit of a honeymoon period because uh, you know this this is a three and nine football team last year, and they lost um, arguably. I mean, they lost their two best players. It is what it is. Pharaoh Cooper um, obviously is with the St. Louis Rams now, and Scott Moore is injured. So uh, you know, you take your two best players and remove them from a three and nine football team. Uh, you know, people are going to have to realize because I, I think you're probably going to get a national perception where they're going to say, well, you know, Muschamp failed at Florida. How's he going to win at South Carolina? And then they're going to turn around probably Emerson and, and use the fact if South Carolina doesn't win on the field this year to try to back up uh, that claim when really that that's not fair. You know, if if uh, if Urban Meyer just to throw a random coach out there took over this football program. Everyone would be excited as they could be about that, but the national media would be saying, you got to give this guy, you know, a couple of years to turn this thing around. Um, to me, it realistically is going to take, you know, Muschamp three years to really start to get his guys in here to where you say, okay, now's a point where the expectations need to go back up. But, you know, I, I get the sense that Muschamp has sort of blocked all that out, um, you know, I, I think the coaching staff, from what I've heard, they're excited about the possibilities. They're excited about the chances here. They truly believe they can win at South Carolina. But, you know, I, I think us here locally, we just have to acknowledge that it is going to take some time. Right. Farrell Cooper's gone to the NFL. Sky Moore lost for the year due to injury. The Gamecocks also lose a couple of top running backs. Brandon Wilds was the leading rusher a year ago. Sean Carson, a veteran player. You know, kind of a situational player who did a lot of good things for Gamecock football. All these guys are gone, and this is off a team that went 3-9 and nine a year ago. So I think it's very fair to say that expectations will be low, indeed, going into this 2016 season. So Muschamp's got his work cut out for him. New staff in place here in Columbia as the Gamecocks get ready for the start of the 2016 season. Wes, let's talk about media days a little bit before we wrap it up. Mason Zandy. Debo Samuel, Quay Lewis, the three players selected to represent the Gamecocks at SEC Media Days. Talk about those three and why they were selected. Yeah, you know, I um, somebody asked me to guess my three, um, and I, I was one of three. I, I did have Quay Lewis. He was one of my guesses. I said Quay Lewis, um, Perry Orth, and Bryson Allen-Williams were, were my three guesses. Um, of course, Muschamp going with Quay Lewis, Debo Samuel, and Mason Zandy. Uh, you know, I think one – that speaks to how important those three guys are going to be, uh, you know, for South Carolina this year. It speaks to the buy-in from those three guys. You know, I think 
you're only going to send guys out there who have bought into your program, who are good faces for your program, who are going to put out good positive energy, uh, have positive things to say. And, you know, I, I think everybody knows Debo, Debo Samuel uh, is going to need to perform for South Carolina this year. So I, I think that's a positive there. And uh, then, you know, Mason Zandy, probably, uh, you know, it's probably a lo- not quite as known uh, even locally uh, among the fan base, how funny of a guy Mason Zanny can be. You know, he's a he's a pretty uh, animated character. He's he's very very quotable. You know, I, I could actually see him going out there and sort of uh, almost still in the show a little bit as far as the three South Carolina guys go. So, uh, you know, I, I you know think it makes sense for to pick an offensive lineman because this offensive line. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, they're going to need the offensive line to sort of anchor this offense, especially early, early on. So, and then Quay Lewis, I, I think, uh, I think quietly is going to have a very, very big year for South Carolina. It's never easy for junior college guys, um, even to, to play right away and, you know, to be absolutely dominant. But normally you see those guys after a full year under their belt, they take a big jump forward in their senior year. So I, I think Quay Lewis, who, um, is an outstanding kid, a hard worker, um, sort of one of those guys that's not really outspoken, sort of puts his head down and goes to work. Um, you know, I think you can expect a, a big season from him as well. So uh, the three guys do make a lot of sense. All three of these young men, uh, assets for the Gamecock football program. Quay Lewis, highly touted coming in from the junior college ranks and I think was expected or, or the hope was that he would make an immediate impact with the pass rush, and he did have a good year as a pass rusher last year. Uh, didn't didn't light the earth on fire with his sack totals, but I think he was a lot better against the run than many people thought he would be coming into SEC play. And Mason Zandy, a, a interesting player, and in that you know, one, if I'm not mistaken, Wes, at one point he was a two star prospect at Chapin High, uh, but he's such a large uh, physical specimen. You know, you can't coach a kid or teach a kid to be six foot eight. Uh, like Mason Zandy is, and he's really taken well to the college level and uh, has really put his nose to the grindstone, like you said, and has bought into the program. And Debo Samuel, uh, bitten by the injury bug a little bit last year, this was an electric player out of Chapman High School. He's one of the best high school players in the state his last couple of years at Chapman High, but bugged by injuries last year, kept him off the field. I think a lot of folks felt like he was going to break out last year but that never happened due to the fact that he missed so much time due to injury. So expectations, I think, still very uh, very high for Debo Samuel. And you know, as a Gamecock fan, I'm excited to see what he can do to help this football team because the Gamecocks are going to need help at wideout, and he's the top returner at that position. Yeah, he, he's going to have to be the guy, and I think everybody knows that. And you know, Mason Zanny's going to have to hold down that uh, that left tackle spot for South Carolina, and. Uh, you know, he's sort of grown into his body. He he was taken as a guy that, you know, was was basically a tight end at one point in his career and you you grow him into a into an offensive tackle and that transition has worked. And then like you said, Quay Lewis did didn't really put up staggering numbers, but I think if you look back to last year, probably was South Carolina's most um, consistent performer on the defensive line. You know, sometimes those guys just don't get noticed if they're you know, if they're not uh, sacking the quarterback, but that doesn't mean that they, you know, aren't doing their job. Uh, so I, I think he had a better year probably last year than he was given credit for. And I think with a new coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball, I think you could see his talent shine. So uh, all, if I think you can put it this way for sure, if South Carolina is going to, you know, reach some of their goals next year and 
you know, I sort of put the baseline as, as make a bowl. I think, you know, a major step forward, find a way to get to a bowl. That's something you can build off of. You get that extra practice. So with that as sort of my baseline, I think you could very accurately say for South Carolina to make a bowl, all three of those guys that are going to be in Hoover for SEC media days need to perform for the Gamecocks. I think those are three very, very important players for them. Yeah, a six-win season in 2016 would double the win total from a year ago. you got to keep things in perspective. As we get the Will Muschamp era underway, the countdown to kickoff has begun in earnest 56 days until the Gamecocks kick it off on Thursday night, September the 1st at Vanderbilt. That will be an 8 o'clock Eastern kick time. All right, Wes, we got SEC Media Day starting on Monday. The Gamecocks will meet the media on Thursday next week in Hoover, and we'll have plenty more to come on that and a lot more here on Gamecock Central Radio. We appreciate your time as always. All right, Emerson, looking forward to the next one, man. We'll talk to you then. All right, that's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.